0: Welcome to INS Infusion Room. My guests today are Adrian Segundo and Valerie Sanchez. Adrian is the certification manager for INCC, and Valerie is the certification administrator. Thank you both for being my guests today on the Infusion Room. Thank you
1: Thank so you. much for having happiness.
0: So I'm going to ask each of you, and I'll start with Adrian tell me about your role at INCC. And we're, we're going to tell our listeners what INCC is. So let's start out with having you tell about who you are and what your role is.
2: Absolutely. Um, as, as mentioned, Adrienne Segundo with INCC, a uh, primary focus for a lot of the work that we do with INCC is Um, Maintaining the CRNI uh, certification, which involves oversight of the uh, program in a whole, working with all the volunteers to make sure that the exam content is relevant and up to date, uh, working with a multitude of committees from item writing to exam development, uh, to refreshing our CRNI Academy, any kind of our study materials and information in that area, um, as well as working with the um, interminglings uh, of the certification itself from all the collateral material um, in the different department interaction between INS to make sure that our certification program is uh, up to standard. Uh, so that's the primary focus of my job role. Adrian,
0: you don't sound like you have enough to do so, <laughs> <laughs> so, right <laughs> So Valerie, let's switch over to you and have you tell us about yourself and your role at inCC
1: okay, thank you Don and thanks Adrian for that great opener um my name is Valerie and as my name and my my title share certification administrator, I am just making sure all these projects and all these pieces are getting done so I um I'm I'm deep in there um, as far as project layout, organizing, deadlines, timelines. Um, If you're a CRNI and you're hearing this podcast, you probably get correspondence from me. Um, I heavily work um, on the marketing side of things, making sure that a lot of our campaigns are really speaking to the audience that we want to attract, that we are answering questions Uh, That may surface prior to people even asking them. And along with Adrian, just making sure that all the little fine-tune and little details of our certification program are where they need to be so that we have a program that's transparent, that it's evidence-based, and that people feel really motivated to invest in so that they can advance as a nurse um, in the infusion therapy specialty.
0: Wow. Well said. So, Adrienne, many of our listeners know all about INS or Infusion Nurses Society, but some are less aware of INCC, the Infusion Nurses Certification Corporation. So would you tell our listeners about INCC and the relationship with INS?
2: Absolutely. So I'm going to give you the formal uh, definition of the two in the relationship, and then I'll give you the the layman term (laughs) broken down. But uh, the difference between the two organizations is INCC is committed to promoting the CRNI credential. That is its primary focus, which is the standard of excellence that nurses seek in order to provide optimal infusion care. Um, with that, through the development and administration of a comprehensive evidence-based certification program, INCC is dedicated to promoting optimal health outcomes that the public expects, demands, and deserves. And so here's the, the separation between the two. While INCC is affiliated with INS because they share, uh, you know, some of the members do hold the credential um, and so forth, and they share the same goals of providing the best infusion-related care. The two organizations are legally and financially independent from each other, which in in return, what exactly that means is INCC is its own um, nonprofit entity. It has its own governing board, followed by committee members who um, maintain the infrastructure and the integrity of the certification program itself, which is completely independent of that of INS, where INS, the Infusion Nurses Society, also is a non-for-profit professional membership association. Certification is not a membership. You have to earn it uh, through examination where membership, you pay your dues, you become a member. Um, And with the membership association, it's designed to advance the specialty of infusion nurses where the certification tests minimally con- competent uh, standards uh, for that certification. And INS sets the standards of practice, offers up-to-date clinical information, provides the continuing education in order to maintain your CRNI certification, as well as other networking opportunities with the ultimate goal of improving infusion-related
0: care. Wow, That's a that mouthful, mouthful. Right? <laughs> <laughs> very much a mouthful. Thank you so much. Now, Valerie, we may as well just jump right in and talk about CRNI certification because I know that's what you're dying to talk about today. (laughs) And I'm going to start out by first telling you just a little bit about my own certification experience. I um, have had the privilege of working with a number of exceptional nurses over the years. One in particular had CRNI certification and she was so confident in her practice. her expertise, her ability, her self-assuredness was so compelling to me. And it made me want to follow the same path that she had taken. I determined then, you know, after meeting her, working with her, being led by her, that I also wanted to be um, a CRNI and I wanted to prepare for the exam. And she just happened to have some study materials in her desk (laughs) for me and (laughs) she was ready to share those. And so I began my own journey. So for me, I had someone with a, a great practice who was such a great example, and it challenged me to seek certification, but there was also another component, and this other component compelled me equally to certify, and that was my patients. I truly felt that my patients um, really needed the best from me and the best that I could offer, and um I know there are really a variety of reasons, numerous reasons why nurses might consider to certify. So Valerie, what are some of the reasons that nurses give you or tell you um, why they're considering certification?
1: Yeah, well, it's wonderful to hear a little bit of background as well as to your path and your journey to become Sierra and I, And thanks for sharing that. I, I love learning that. Uh, not far off from, from your motives and, and your intent, um, a lot of people or a lot of the nurses will, will come with an open-ended question of what can I do to invest at higher levels in my professional development? So what do I need to do so that I can build this confidence that we that we speak of and honestly I feel like there's one word that always resonates for me when I look at all of our marketing materials when I look at our message and the voice that's coming out of INCC and that is validation validation Mm -hmm. feels really good. Um, I don't know too many people that don't like to feel validated. And that's actually our tagline too to validate your experience, your expertise as an infusion therapy nurse. So there's a lot of motive with wanting to become um, validated, wanting to invest in your professional development. And then what I think that really drives people from, okay, I have the desire to, I am going to go through this journey and I am going to become certified is what you bring and you contribute to your organization and to your employer or to your team of nurses. So if you have a CRNI on your team, or if you become a CRNI, you're letting the world, because we're a global growing community, we're also outside of the United States, we have international CRNIs, you're telling the entire world that you are the most knowledgeable, you're the most highly qualified infusion nursing specialist, and this is across multiple disciplines. So it could include acute care, home care, pediatrics, rheumatology, oncology, and more. Honestly, you're really making a big statement for yourself in the industry. And what's really valuable about our certification program and the CRNI program in general is that it is the only credential available in the infusion profession that is truly built by infusion nurses for infusion nurses. So the content, the task, everything that we, we, Put out there, the voice of is also coming from an infusion nurse. And I think that's very valuable for the employer to know that you're, as a CNI, you're going to deliver the highest standard of patient care. You're going to always maintain safety at bay. And you're promising that you're going to remain educated on the latest advances, the emerging technologies, and all the best practices of the infusion therapy specialty through the process of recertification. So there's a lot going on there, but I would take mm-hmm. professional development being um, a high motive for nurses who really want to rise above the rest. Mm-hmm. And then we also have that validation factor that really contributes to the way you carry yourself as a CRN, I with confidence in what you bring to your employer and your organization when you go through the trouble of getting certified this way.
0: hmm now, I'm sure that you receive many questions about eligibility. What yeah. types of questions do CRNI candidates ask?
1: Yeah, you know, the most common question we'll get is something along the lines of, I've been a nurse and I've been working with IV, I don't know, for years, five, ten years. Am I eligible to take the CRNI exam? Um, the first thing I tell people is definitely pick up our most comprehensive resource, which is the CRNI exam handbook. It's updated every single administration, and you don't only see the eligibility requirements, which are actually pretty straightforward and simple, but you see all the the information that involves this process of staying certified as well. So that's my first thing is I tell them, dive in there first. Now, if you want to sit for the exam, you have to complete 1,600 hours, which is the requirement, and that has to have a focus or fulfill the focus of infusion therapy. That doesn't mean that it has to be strictly um, bedside experience. It can actually be assessing. It could be planning, implementing, um, evaluating care and needs. Um, Some examples we give people is daily assessments and care of peripheral and central vascular access devices, maybe you're using some of your hours and fulfilling them there. Or maybe you're working with an administrative team where you're helping with their and or maybe you're helping develop new policies. As long as it's within the realm of infusion therapy, you're more than likely acquiring those hours. Um, and one thing that is important to note is that if you wanna take the exam, those hours should be accumulated within a two year time frame before you sit for the exam. This tells us that you are up to date you're in the industry and what's happening now, which we all know is evolving very quickly um, with COVID-19 and many other things that are happening.
0: Mm -hmm. So where can someone who's interested obtain the CRNI exam handbook?
1: Right. So you've got a few places on our website. So if you go, if you're used to going to the INS main website, that's where you can access INCC. You can go under the main tab of certification. Uh, There's a study information page, which I find to be very important, the MVP link of INCC's work, Mm -hmm. because that's where you can download the handbook. You can also read about study tools, um, recommended study reference books. So all of that you can download from there. Um, You can also access it from other pages, such as the frequently asked page. Um, where you can also see a few other questions that other candidates ask, you may get a lot of your answers there. And from within there, you can get your handbook as well.
0: Okay, very good. Adrian. so let's talk about accreditation for CRNI and why the accrediting bodies are so important.
2: Absolutely, and and this I think piggybacks nicely to something Valerie had mentioned before. Validation. There's something to be said about self-validating, which I think a lot of people are really good at. But the CRNI certification itself validates that knowledge in in a wide range of uh, different ways of asking questions, scenario based, whatever it may be. Where the third party accreditation comes into play is it validates the integrity of the certification examination itself. So you have certification for the individual third party accreditation to validate that exam. So it reviews policies, it reviews eligibility requirements, it reviews psychometrics, all of the statistics behind how people are answering their test questions to uh, rule out and eliminate any test questions that perhaps are leading someone to answer incorrectly, or the terminology might be uh, applicable only to the Northeast and not the Midwest. The third party accreditation will kind of uh, filter out any of those discrepancies within the certification. In addition to um, taking a look at why a certain policy is in place, why do you renew um, and have your renewal period as it stands, two years, three years, whatever it may be, why certain things are being tested in certain ways, it it questions that, it asks for a rationale behind that so that it's not, um, it erases the mindset that uh, you know a bunch of experts in the industry sat around a table, threw together some questions, and now say you're certain. It takes it to that next level. So with um, the CRNI certification having dual accreditation, it just takes it to that higher level and and promotes that integrity um, and kind of holds that uh, golden seal of why the CRNI is the best certification out there for infusion nurses.
0: I think that's so important because when nurses are thinking about certifying, they know that there's going to be some work involved. There's going to be a lot of preparation involved, but they also want something that's truly valuable when they're done. And to know that this is validated by a dual accreditation, um, it makes it all the more meaningful. And so thank you so much for your answer. Absolutely. And, and I'll throw something else in there, just through my
2: experience working with certification programs, hospitals in particular, nothing to me is more rewarding, one, than having all these different layers of certification and accreditation to ensure some level of patient safety. But hospital administrators, insurance companies, all these different groups would find value in that area, not just the individual itself, because it's all these other precautions in place to ensure that the individual who is administering any of this infusion therapy has that level of uh, competence and it's validated in, in multiple areas.
0: Very good. I'm going to invite each of you next to talk about the Role Delineation Advisory Committee. Now, that's a a hard thing to just have roll right off my tongue, so I'll say it again <laughs> so my, our listeners can hear it, and you're going to define exactly what that was, but this was, I'm, I'm setting you up to tell about a really great work that was done and um, the outcomes of that committee, so the Role Delineation Advisory Committee the purpose of that study, please.
2: Sure. Yeah. So that committee comes together about once every five years, um, in particular to take a look at it's the, the more formal term in this certification space is a job, job analysis. So basically they analyze your job role. Um, And so our contracted testing company will request volunteers that come from a multitude of experience levels, um, years in the industry Uh, geographic location, um, job roles, whether or specialty areas. And so we kind of uh, ask individuals, one, for their time commitment to participate in this, but we also take a look at all of those uh, other criteria areas. And this group will come together. They will bring uh, job descriptions. They will bring... um, other uh, types of uh, means uh, to the table. And everyone would have the conversation at that given point on, is this still accurate and valid? Is this what an infusion uh, nurse is doing on the job? Uh, Is this applicable to uh, international uh, roles, um, or is this just regional? And they would have that conversation and add either new job tasks within or um, eliminate things that just are old technology, old processes, or things of that nature. And so in 2019, the uh, job analysis committee came together um, and they had this conversation about these different roles. um, And that's where this new um, uh, job uh, analysis came out and the new candidate handbook uh, has this all published with the new information. And so as mentioned, it happens once every fifth year um and then thereafter it is reviewed um, annually just by a subcommittee. Um, you know, and we kind of just go from there.
1: And I would add to that, um really, this this whole process of um in short terms, the job analysis, as Adrian was saying, gives us um it gives us kind of like our traffic lights and our orientation as well as the speed that we need to go so that we can start preparing all the outcomes of the job analysis and preparation for. The launch of what could be a new exam or for the new task force, um, tasks that they would have to fulfill if they become a CRNI. Um, so a lot of my work was a lot of post-work. And it was working with the committee just to make sure to get this in a place of planning into execution. Um, and the majority of 2019 has been dedicated to getting all the ducks lined up in a row because we were going to be preparing for the launch of a new Sierra exam as a result of the 2019 job analysis. Um, mm-hmm. That exam launched on March 2020. So there was a lot of pre-work throughout the year in 2019 in preparation for that exam.
0: Very good. So what I wanted our listeners to know is that really every aspect of certification, including the exam, including reviewing what an infusion therapy nurse is doing, what is the job analysis, it's continually being looked at and refreshed and it is, there is not a stagnant set of questions. There's not a stagnant set of information that's sitting somewhere. Um, there is a lot of work that's going on um, currently and always ongoing to make this certification as valuable as it can be. So let's talk about some other things that INCC is busy with. I'm going to have you tell our listeners about some current committee work. Valerie, do you want to start this one
1: out? Sure. Um, So we, this year in 2020, um, as a result of launching the new exam, we had a cut score committee that met in the month of April. And basically, we were working with active CRNIs. We're recruiting within our pool of CRNIs. So some of you may know exactly what I'm talking about because you might have gotten an email prompting you to be a part of this. Um, But basically, we were trying to denote the cut score for the exam. Um, as you know, this has not been what we would call a normal first half of the year. So things have had to get tweaked and modified along the way, which I feel as a team, we've done a pretty great job in just trying to navigate through these waters and these times. Um, then we started to organize a new committee for the CRNI Academy. So if you've never heard of the CRNI Academy, it's a it's really great online learning platform tool for people who are interested in getting CRNI certified. So I tell a lot of people, if you are contemplating what is the best way to study, you want to assess, am I more of a innovated online? Do I want to do it on my mobile device? That's when you may want to consider the CRNI Academy Or if you're more traditional pen and paper and books, then you can probably just invest more on the reference books. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because I want to set up what our committee will be doing throughout the rest of this year. Our CRNI 2020 committee will be working on updating the content and the information that is currently in the CRNI Academy, that online learning platform. So our committee is basically going to be reviewing the content anywhere from the lessons to all the practice exam questions to the flashcards, just to make sure that the content is reflective of all of those things we did in 2019 so that we're always putting our candidates with their best foot forward. Um, So our committee will be working on that for the later part of the summer, well into the fall. And we are also working on some initiatives for um, employer to nurse campaigns. So basically what we want to do is we really want to bring to the attention of the employer and the organization, the value of this credential and the value of the certification program, not just now, but always. So there's a lot of efforts that are um, taking us and leading us towards that part of the um, of our production and our our world and workflow for the second half of this year. Did I answer your question? I felt like
0: I absolutely did. You absolutely did.
1: (laughs) I got excited.
0: (laughs) Adrian, did you have anything to add?
2: You know, um, in the regard of the CRNI Academy and and what goes behind it, it is such an instrumental part of someone's success for taking the CRNI certification. So many people take what they learn on the job and try to figure out how to apply that in a test. And not everyone's a great test taker, where I think the CRNI Academy really um, helps someone uh, between the lessons, between the practice exams, um, and it really evaluates and narrows down areas of um, additional Studying need or resources, um, so I, th- I would highly encourage if you haven't uh, taken a look at it as a prospective CRNI. Uh, I would definitely do so.
0: So, what I hear you saying is that preparation is key, and just as way back when, when someone shared some materials for me. I also looked at every single thing that was online at the INCC, and I selected things that I wanted to use from there. I looked on the INS side of things to see if there were educational offerings there. And you certainly don't need to purchase anything, um, but you do need to be prepared. It the exam does, um, it behooves you to be prepared and to be test ready. And there is a a nice little guide to getting yourself test ready, a little checklist that's available as well. Um, Valerie, do you want to talk about that as well?
1: Yes. And that is actually conveniently um, housed within that study information page that I was talking about earlier during our chat. Again, it's a very comprehensive page where you will see basic information from the Sierra and I handbook, then it leads you to the content outline. And these are all hyperlinked and readily available for you. Then it goes into suggested references. Then we go into talking about the Sierra and I Academy. if an online um, platform is more of your liking. And then towards the end of that page, you'll see the, what we call the Sierra and I exam checklist. And I think that checklist is, is kind of like very, very short, sweet to the point it gives you a really great overview if, if you're at the beginning stages of preparing for the exam so that you know kind of exactly what it is, a checklist. Have I done this? Have I done that? What is my next step? Um, so I would refer to it. There's even some useful information and tips for the day of prior to taking the exam, getting proper rest, just making sure that that your your mind is where it should be um, in preparation for an exam. Like you said, Don, that does require a lot of preparation it does require getting prepared. And I think that's the key word. Um, I don't think uh, this is this is not the type of exam that anybody can just wing per se. And I think that, that there's definitely a reason for that. The job that a CRNI is doing is very special. It's very unique. Um, it's a demanding job, I would say in a good way, because you are helping save lives day in and day out. And right now, Even where we stand right now, you're totally in the front lines, um, and you're shining your light to all those that you're helping along the way. Um, So all that information is there, and I, I definitely encourage people to go to that link, study information, and you can find that in the INS website under certification for INCC.
0: Okay. Well, now let's talk about recertification. Now, uh, for those who are already certified, describe the process for maintaining certification. And during this year, I, d- I do want us to touch on this just a bit. Um, we have had an unusual year. You just mentioned it, uh, certainly because of the various impacts of COVID-19. Um, some nurses may be concerned about recertification um, by December if, they, if that's their uh, date. Let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, So I will start off by just kind of recapping what the recertification process looks like, just so that that part is clear. So the very first thing you want to remember is if you become a CRNI or if you hold the CRNI credential, your certification cycle equals three years. So you have three years from the moment that you acquire your credential Three years after that, your your credential would expire. And really the beauty and the purpose of recertification is so that you are in the know, is so that you do know what technological advances are happening. It's so that you do know that if something has changed in current best cra- practices, that you are accommodating and learning that along the way so that you're being the best CRNI you can be. Um, Documentation of a 1,000 hours is one of our eligibility requirements, and that should be done within a three-year timeframe. It all works in conjunction with each other. Those 1,000 hours, a lot like the eligibility to take the exam, don't necessarily have to be clinical bedside experience. However, they may fall under the areas of nursing education. Maybe you've helped prepare, you've presented a few infusion-related topics to your colleagues or at a conference, administration, or maybe you're assisting in research, clinical practice, anything that falls within an infusion specialty. And then you do have to have the documentation of a current active and unrestricted RN license. Now, when I think of recertification, I always try to get in the shoes of the CRNI, how can i visualize what my process looks like so we call them recertification pathways and you have two paths you can either recertify by examination so at the end of your th- your 3rd year you can take the CRNI exam again for recertification that is one option or the second path would be recertification by continuing education which a lot of our CRNIs opt for because You get to really absorb the richness of all of the content that's being pumped out within that three-year time frame. When you do continuing education, when you do this path, it's important to remember what the requirements are. You are supposed to acquire 40 recertification units, or you may see it even on our website or marketing materials as RUs. And from those 40, you want at least to be coming from live or on-demand conference learning. So infusion-related therapy material that is prepared for our CRNIs or even candidates that just honestly want to learn about it. And then what you want to remember is is that there are financial ways and there is planning in place to help you get there. You can also check out some of those resources on our website um, under INCC's Financial Planning Recommendations for Recertification. This paints the whole picture Of these two pathways if you're more of a visual learner like I am this infographic should help you process and digest a lot of this information. Now in regards to your question about the concern of well how do I make the time for this or how do I do this if I can't attend an INS annual meeting because that would be the quickest way to attain all of your recertification units. Well, the good news is, is that INS has a learning center. And if you have not yet engaged with this platform, I highly encourage you to. Um, Because everything you need to get all of your recertification units are literally at your fingertips online. You can do this from the comfort of your home. You can do it from the comfort of your office. There's a lot of activities that you can sign up for. And if you're an INS member, there's deep discounts for a lot of these assets. Our webinars are free for members. I mean, you've got a lot of things there, and I don't want to... To overload with information. But I just want to mention that doing everything online is possible. So if you've been waving or flagging an activity saying I'll get to it when I get to it, this is the perfect time to engage with continuing education. It's a perfect time to refresh um, the content that you know. You can do it from online or you can go to INS Annual Virtual, which will be taking place this September um, across four Thursdays, starting September third, and that is the quickest way to engage, mingle, invest in your professional development, and also get those forty RUs you're going to need for recertification at the end of this year.
0: Thank you so much, Adrian. Do you have any closing words for us today?
1: Um. Invest like uh, what
2: Valerie said, invest in your professional development, whether it's your pathway to earn the certification, but also once you've earned it, don't think it's one and done. Uh, You know, the recertification Mm -hmm. and continuing education is for continued competence, continue to uh, push yourself to be better. Uh, volunteer, get involved. If there's something that you're like, man, I really wish they would test on this or why aren't they uh, including these different areas? Reach out to us, uh, get involved. There's so many different committees and moving parts and pieces. Um, the, The experience that you get volunteering and the network in which you build Um, and also knowing that you're a part of the greater good of a a professional certification is invaluable. Um, And just, you know, pay attention to all the different changes within the CRNI certification and that of INCC. We're always evolving. We're always looking for recommendations and other ways to um, make it that much better.
0: Excellent. Valerie, do you have any closing comments? Mm, I think Adrian
1: really nailed it, but uh, along the lines of of what she's saying, um, I myself hold some of my own credentials, professional credentials, not in the nursing um, industry, and I really find that there's so much value in truly making that effort to invest in yourself, and and I think this is important, and this is a job that only we can do for ourselves, and it's a really great way to again validate what we stand for, what we believe in, and. The beautiful work that the Sierra and I, specifically speaking of this program, Sierra and I are doing to enhance and to make the world a better place and livelier and healthier. So this is important work.
0: Wow. Thank you, Adrian and Valerie, for being my guest today on INS Infusion Room. You two are a bundle of energy. You're really (laughs) (laughs) kind of exciting for me to talk to. You know, this is my recertification year. So I, I'm sitting right there with a whole bunch of other people who are looking at, did I do my work? Did I get my things done this year or in over the past three years, I should say. Thank you so much for being here. Oh, thank, thank you, you for having, having us.
1: Thank you, oh. Don. Appreciate you.
0: This concludes this episode of INS Infusion Room, a podcast of the Infusion Nurses Society. We welcome your comments. You can reach us at infusionroom at ins1.org. That's infusionroom at ins1.org. Thank you for listening.